When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is A Million Other Choices, and I am your host, Kim. Today we have another case of intimate partner homicide in Canada in the year 2018, and again, there is very little information to go on. I thought that when I started this project it was going to be easy because there were so many cases just like this one. Finding names of victims is easy. Tracking down information on the victims or even the events in the asshat who did the killing, not so easy. This is the murder of Karen Lee McKenzie. Today we are in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, which is a town on the east coast of Nova Scotia. I've never been to the Maritimes. It's definitely on my bucket list, but I haven't made it yet. But Nova Scotia is the province on Canada's east end that looks like it very much wants to be an island, but is stuck to Canada or New Brunswick more specifically by this little chunk of land that separates the Bay of Fundy from the Northumberland Strait. And Dartmouth is a city of about 75,000 inhabitants home to the Trailer Park Boys, if you've ever watched it, which is set in a fictional trailer park. I've never watched it. To me, it looks kind of dumb, but apparently it had a rather big cult-like following. And at 95 Highfield Park in Dartmouth sits a well-kept multi-residential building three stories high with a large number of apartments. And in one of these apartments lived 40-year-old Karen Lee McKenzie and her boyfriend of about two years, Owen Patrick Nelson. Now I have literally nothing else to go on here. I know that Karen's mom is named Charmin and dad Alan and she had two sisters Laura and Tanya. I know even less about Owen other than he was reportedly either 41 or 43 depending on what source you use. But he's the asshat in this story so we don't really care about him. But Karen who we do care about I know next to nothing about her other than that she was about five foot five average weight, dark medium length hair, and pretty blue eyes. However, I did find a quote from one friend of hers that said, Karen wouldn't stop caring. One thing that she taught me to do was surprise people with gifts. She loved her family and she spoke more about her family than they would know. So she sounds like a good duck to me. 
And here's the other thing. We kind of know that Owen had a bit of a drinking problem. According to one of his friends who admittedly hadn't seen him for quite a while named Gary Spears, he said of Owen in 2018, he was trying to, I don't know, get his life back together. That's all I knew. He just cut off anyone that was drinking and he was trying to get away from drinking. Now, Owen will also say later that Karen struggled with alcohol as well. But one thing that I've learned about abusers is that they like to project. Uh, I've also learned that when someone says a person struggled with or did drugs or something and they are later murdered, that that shit hurts really badly when it gets into the media. So it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It just really hurts. And because you know that there are people out there that think to themselves and and sometimes comment on YouTube, just hypothetically speaking, that, well, when you drink or insert just about anything here, like wear tube tops or walk after dark, you put yourself in dangerous positions, and then there's really no good way to end that sentence. And what? You put yourself in dangerous positions and you deserve to be murdered? You put yourself in dangerous positions and of course someone's going to rape you? You get the gist. So I'm just going to come out front of his accusations and just say, who really cares? Maybe she was a drinker. Maybe she got shit-faced at 8 a.m. and stayed that way for years. Maybe she never touched the stuff. It has absolutely nothing to do with her story. Anyways, we also know that Owen was an asshat because in 2017, Karen had called 911 on Owen because he had assaulted her and then choked her. And while on the call to the operator, she said that he was losing control and feared he was going to kill her. Then in June 2017, he showed up at the restaurant that she worked at and while arguing with her, dumped a bottle of vodka on her head. So he had pled guilty in January 2018 to assault, breaching a peace bond. Now that was due to not abiding by a restraining order against a different woman and breaching the conditions of his release on that assault charge. And he got three years probation and had to go to alcohol counseling and have no contact with Karen unless she consented, which apparently she did because they continued living together, which we know the first few breakups don't always take. And when you are dealing with an abuser, it can take even more attempts before you actually leave. And if she was struggling with any substance abuse issues, that can make it even harder. And maybe she didn't want the relationship to end. That is all stuff to file under none of our business and move on. Anyways, on the night of February 25th, 2018, the couple had three friends over to play some cards. And yes, there was some drinking. And yes, Karen partook of a few libations and everyone was having a really good time. And then their guests left sometime between midnight and 2 a.m. Right around 2 a.m., Karen took out their dog for a pee and then came back to the apartment and she was wearing a green winter jacket and had a matching green backpack with her. The next day, Owen called a couple of friends and some of her family asking if anyone had seen or heard from Karen, which they had not. Well, no big deal. I'm sure she'll turn up. We had a bit of an argument and she left. No biggie. Nothing to be concerned about. Well, a couple of days went by and now the family is starting to ask Owen some questions about when and where and the circumstances around when she was last heard from. And a befuddled Owen says that, well, she's been texting me and I've been texting her back. Look, now there's no court transcripts available online that my nosy face can get my hands on, but I know there were messages between the two of them, but that he didn't know where she was. So he took to Facebook and asked in a post if anyone had heard from her and facing pressure from her family, finally on March 3rd, made a missing persons report on her. And with the record of assaults and just the strange circumstances of her disappearance, police were immediately suspicious of good old Owen. 
So Idiot Boy hands over his phone so that they can see that she is clearly alive and just missing and makes another post on Facebook of a video of a dog with Karen laughing in the background and writes, I miss your laugh, babe. I hope that you're finally happy wherever you are. Owen was suspicious from the get-go and flyers went up all over the city, but the police felt that the outcome wasn't going to be good. And this feeling the police had might have had something to do with a couple of video clips that were found on Owen's phone along with the text messages exchanged, supposedly between Owen and his missing wife, except both phones pinged from inside their small apartment during the exchanges. So unless she was hiding under the sofa that seemed like he might be hiding something. In the first clip that was at 3.52 a.m. on the early morning of February 25th, which coincided with the last sighting of her on the apartment's CCTV cameras when she took out the dog at 2 a.m. and after her guests had left, showed an argument between the two where Owen was bitching at Karen about how she was drunk and making fun of her for not understanding the rules of the game that they had been playing. The next one, at 3.57 a.m., Owen has changed subjects now and is griping about her getting free rent and groceries and how much she had put him through. Karen is heard repeatedly asking him to just stop and that he was acting weird and to just leave her alone. So that got the police thinking. But there had been no real evidence that that he had ever taken her body out of the apartment. There was a clip of him in the parking lot in the day after she went missing where he carried something rather large and threw it into the dumpster behind the building, but when they searched the dumpster in the local landfill that it had been taken to, they didn't locate her body or anything of hers to tie to her. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then Owen attempted suicide by taking a bunch of pills and was found in his apartment by police unconscious. So he was taken to the hospital where he was put into a medically induced coma for a few days. And when he came out of it, probably regrettably alive, he was peppered with questions about Karen's whereabouts and confronted with the evidence that they had so far that pointed to not just Karen's probable death, but his involvement in it. His story changed a couple of times, leading to initial charges of interfering with human remains, assault, and two counts of breach of probation. I'm not sure what the breach was, but it could have been him taking pills and mixing them with alcohol, which he wasn't supposed to do. It could also be a breach of probation to make your girlfriend disappear. Who knows? First, he said that she had walked out of their apartment after their argument and never returned. 
And then he said that he didn't remember the details because everything was so fuzzy because of his suicide attempt. So he might have come home and found her dead in her bed, probably drank herself to death. But he did then admit to hitting her. And then in his last version, he said that he remembered hearing crashing waves and thinks he might have put her into the ocean at the Lawrencetown Beach, which is on the east shore where there are riptides. But, you know, shrugs. Constable Carol McIsaac told the media, we do believe Miss McKenzie is deceased. We will not rule out the possibility of further charges. Searching for and locating Karen will continue to be one of the main goals of the investigative team. But without a body, it's a bit harder to convict. It looked horribly suspicious, but they didn't have any physical evidence that he had killed her. Only an admission that he might have thrown her body into the ocean and didn't remember what had happened. So the police stewed about it for a bit, and by April 18, 2019, so a year later, he had moved into an apartment in Cole Harbor, which is a town just east of Dartmouth. And for whatever reasons at that time, I believe he was still waiting to be tried for the initial charges. His charges were upgraded to second-degree murder and interfering with human remains. Police Superintendent Jim Purin said, The evidence that we have collected over the last year has, we're confident in the right charges were laid today based on what's been collected. So they might have just gotten more evidence that pointed directly to his guilt as far as the murder, um, even though they still had not located her body. His lawyer, Michelle James, spoke to the media and said that it was highly unusual to see charges of interfering with human remains when they hadn't even found her body, saying, I can't say I've seen it before, and I've been at it for about 18 years now. But whatever it was that they had on him, it was enough to convince Owen to plead guilty to manslaughter one month before his trial was to begin in August of 2021. And the good thing about pleading guilty is that you waive your right to an appeal. I mean, it's good for a family, not so much for the person pleading, but it usually means that there is a lighter sentence, which sucks donkey balls for the family. So because it was a guilty plea, we only have the agreed statement of facts, not trial evidence and testimony. And the agreed statement of facts doesn't have to lay out every little detail, just certain facts that can be agreed on by the Crown and the defense, hence the name agreed statement. Anyways, his particular statement read that he had assaulted her in the early morning hours of February 25th, 2018. He had hit her with the back of his hand and she had fallen to the floor and was whimpering, like that's actually in the statement. I always find that so sick and disrespectful, like she's playing poor baby or something. But there was nothing about what he did next or what he did with her body. He says that he put her in the Lawrence town into the ocean, but has no idea how he killed her or how he got her out of the apartment. It was dark and he did take her body and that it was wrapped in a blanket and rolled it down a rocky embankment near a bridge. He has only vague recollections, but admits to causing her death. And police believe it was actually the bridge on Highway 207 near where Salt Marsh Trail crosses the road. They did five searches of that area, but they have never found her. And the family was given an, op an opportunity to read victim impact statements. Her sister Laura said in part, It's rare to have a cause of death unknown and a body never recovered. My family and I don't know what caused her death. We don't know what kind of pain she felt in her last moments. We don't have a body to put to rest. 
to celebrate, to mourn, to grieve. We don't have peace through closure in our hearts to use as a tool to move on with our lives. I know he did not choose to carry out the kind of pain inside that causes such behavior. I'm truly sorry about that, but I don't forgive him for killing my sister. Her life was not his to take. I can only hope that he finds the help he needs to erase the chaos and sadness in his heart. I hope he comes to learn that a healing journey begins with a clear conscience and an open heart to make amends. And making amends means being completely and absolutely truthful, telling us what happened to Karen and where she is, leading us to her, helping us bring her home so we can grieve and honor her properly. We hope he will find the compassion to give us that. Her sister Tanya, though, wasn't as forgiving and said that he had committed an unpardonable sin against their family. And Karen's mom, Sharman, said of Karen, she never deserved this and added that she needed the body to have any kind of sense of closure. Her dad, Alan, said that his life is meaningless now and constantly worries about Tanya and Laura. Owen used this opportunity to speak by offering that I should have called 911, but I panicked instead. Since the passing, I've tried to remember details with more therapy. I might be able to remember more, or maybe not, but I want to try. I have accepted responsibility for her death, and I wish I could take her place. Justice Jamie Campbell, who presided over the sentencing hearing, said of the victim impact statements, Mr. Nelson's sentence is not and cannot be a reflection of the value of any human life. No sentence ever can be. Here it is a result of a compromise. It's a deal. It's clear from the, from the impact statements that Mackenzie's family will not allow her to be defined by her struggles in life or the manner of her death. She will not be defined by anything that Mr. Nelson did or failed to do or fails to do in the future. He does not define Karen. Karen's memory will always be kept by her family and they will always remember who she was. He, meaning Owen, should never ever forget what he heard here today. He should have the image of these people sitting in that chair, bearing their souls and sharing their grief in his mind for the rest of their life. And with that, he was sentenced to seven years and nine months for manslaughter. And with time served will be another five years. So he'll be out for sure in 2026, but it's probably already out on probation Uh, There is no lifetime supervision with manslaughter, so he'll be free and clear and only have a criminal record. In addition to the sentence, he was required to give a DNA sample for the National Data Bank and a lifetime ban from owning a firearm. I always find that part completely useless for somebody who kills with their bare hands or uses a knife. The Crown Prosecutor Steve Deegan said outside the courtroom, taking someone's life and then disposing of their body is a brutal callous act and it calls for significant denunciation and deterrence and referring to the family he said to have so many questions about how it happened to consistently wonder where she truly might be it's in some respects a harsher sentence than Mr. Nelson is receiving to today and they may carry it forever it might be a harsher sentence I mean it's completely harsher sentence anyways That was the murder of Karen Lee McKenzie. And I am going to be back again next week with another case. In the meantime, you know, do your rate review thing. Continue to sign up for the exclusive content for ad-free and bonus episodes. Um, There should be a link in the show notes for that. You can check me out on YouTube and I'm also on Instagram. Or you can email me at a million other choices at outlook.com. 
as always, thank you so much for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.